Welcome back, guys. This is the First of All podcast. This is episode 13, which is an unlucky number, but we're not going to talk about it. Uh, appreciate you guys joining us this week. Um, we have a special guest. His name is Nate. Nate, why don't you say hello? Hey, everybody. I missed you. Nate is actually not a special guest. He is usually on this podcast. I would say the vast majority. He's just been gone for the last two weeks or so, um, but he's back and we're happy about it. And we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it. Nate, happy that you're here, man. It's been two weeks. Uh, I know that people are tired of hearing me. Uh, happy that your, you know, your voice will be heard. Not that you ever say anything of substance, but at least there's a different voice on here. Do you have an explanation of where you've been? Yeah, it's good to be back. And I just want to say that firstly, um, I have been traveling. I've been in uh, a few different states in the last couple of weeks, just doing stuff for work or doing stuff for, um, you know, just some vacation. Not a big deal, but um, I'm back and I'm I'm really glad to be back. Nate, if you don't know, he lives in Indiana, which is the crossroads of America. So when he says that he's been in four states, he probably didn't travel more than 100 miles. Yeah, I could, in that amount of time. I could throw a rock and hit Ohio from where I'm at. So That's factual, actually. So um, I'm happy that you're here. I think that I'm funny. <laughs> we all know that, clearly. But people get tired of hearing my voice, so I'm just happy that there's somebody else um, – somebody else that's just going to be here to just talk at all uh, besides myself. So I have something that came up this week that is very, very pressing to me. Um, and I want to get your feedback on, it. I have a couple of things written down for today, but this one, I just couldn't wait to ask you. And this question that I'm going to say, it was posed at work at my work. And I didn't intend for it to start a riot like it did, but our office, we almost got divided and we're, we just couldn't function. We couldn't get our work done. We couldn't think about anything except this question. And uh, it really tore me up truthfully. And I think I'm right about it as I do most things, but I'm interested to see what your perspective is. So the question is, would you share your personal tweezers and or nail clippers with someone else? Uh, absolutely. I don't, I don't have, I don't have any fundamental uh, or moral uh, hangups about sharing either of those things with anybody. So the context of the story is that I had like, you know, where your cuticles are and sometimes like the skin will come up a little bit and it stings really bad. Yep. So I had that, which, okay, let me ask you a different question. Do you call that a hangnail? Yes. It's not a hangnail. Just so you know, it's not. Well, I feel like uh, you led me into that. So, well, I knew that's what you were going to say because you're misinformed like everybody else, but that's not a hangnail. Um, so I was going to say hangnail so that you would get it, but I vehemently disagree that that's what that is. Anyway. Um, I had that little skin that was coming up there and I was like, I need some tweezers. So I started asking my colleagues, do you have some tweezers that I could use? And my boss was like, well, no, to answer your question, I don't have any, but if I did, I wouldn't let you use them. And I was like, what do you mean you wouldn't let me use them? What's wrong with them? And she was like, they're mine. They're like my tweezers. 
And I was like, yeah, I know that, but I, like, th- it doesn't bother anything. There's nothing wrong with them. There's no diseases that get transferred. There's no, there's barely any contact whatsoever. Like I don't, I don't get that at all. And she was just said, it just has to do with like, it's just a personal thing. I just wouldn't want you to touch them or use them. And I was like, all right, what about nail clippers? Like you would, you would let me cut my fingernails with your nail clippers. Right. And she was like, no, that's like in the same category. Those are like mine, you know, and like a personal thing. I wouldn't want you to, to touch them. And like widely in our office, I would say that the females did not want to share their tweezers or their nail clippers. And I, I wouldn't say that like all the guys said that they would, cause that's not true. That a lot of them were like, no, nah, I wouldn't either. I don't understand it at all. I, I, I don't get why you wouldn't, especially those things. Like if it was your toothbrush, I get that. That's like inside your mouth. No one knows where your mouth has been. That's disgusting. But like tweezers, I don't like what could be what harm could they be there? Hopefully you have an explanation because I don't get it. I, I mean, I, I have a lot of thoughts. For, firstly, does your boss listen to this podcast? Oh, she definitely does. She knows it's going to be on here. OK, I would just like to say that, you know, in defense of in defense of her, that w- was she just not wanting to give them to you specifically? That's a good question. So I asked, like, would she let her boyfriend use them? and like somebody close to her or like her family members and she was like no i still wouldn't on the other hand there were some people that were like oh my family i would let them use them but like you not being related to me though i'm comfortable with you i still wouldn't let you do it so there there is it seemed to be like there was some levels to it a little bit but like there were a lot of people that were vehemently just like no like no one uses my tweezers or my nail clippers that's it yeah, I, and I, I think that it's it, not to say that men don't, like you said, you thought men in your office were maybe thinking about it, but I just don't, you know, I don't think about nail clippers or tweezers, but I feel like, you know, a female is probably sitting there thinking, looking at you thinking, you know, I really want to let him use that stuff of mine. And I just, I don't think about nail clippers until I really, really need them. You probably never think about them at all because you bite your nails audience exactly. just so mccarty knows uh, everybody knows mccarty bites his nails i do buy my nails and a lot of you are like ew that's disgusting or like that's a really bad habit you shouldn't do that uh it's not a bad habit it's actually good for your immune system and it has been proven that there's actually no health detriment for biting your nails okay so for all of you guys that are like no that's terrible it's because you've been misinformed your whole life people just think it's gross for no reason it's not and that's a fact. So I've never, I've never looked past the first page on Google search for if it's bad for you, but the first, how many ever results on the first page, um, all have the word diseases in them and that it can actually cause that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's also can like using bleach on your counter, like you can get a disease from that. So that doesn't, you can get a disease from anything. So, so you have the like, uh, argument. The, the Dwight Schrute approach? Yeah, desanitizing stations. That's what I want. And I'm doing a great job of it. I'm generally a healthy person. Um, I'm not done with this tweezers thing. I think that, so the rationale for the uh, ladies in my office that, or not, they weren't all ladies, I shouldn't say that. For the people in my office that didn't want to share their tweezers with me was the skin contact was like you're touching your skin with my stuff and then 
you know, now I'm touching my skin with my stuff. And it's like, that's true. But also like we share the same remote. If you came over to my house and you wanted to change the TV, like I'm, I'm touching that. And then you touch it. Like what is the difference? Or like my boss said she didn't want to share it with her boyfriend. Like you kiss him on the mouth and you don't want to share your tweezers with them. Like your logic is just wrong. Okay. It's fine. If you just, if you don't want to do it, it's not fine. But you can say that, but like get your logic right. Cause that logic doesn't make sense if it's about skin contact. If I was like profusely bleeding and I was like, hey, can I use your tweezers? I'm gonna try to sew myself together. Like that would be different. I would understand. I don't have any infectious diseases, but I could understand your hesitation with that. But like cut, cutting your fingernails, like that's dead skin cells. And so is the little like skin that's coming off my cuticle on my finger. Like, it's dead skin. It literally is harmless. So that logic just doesn't make sense right there. I want to play like I want to play devil's advocate, but I really can't just like I, I can't bring myself to come up with an argument for it. I for know, bro. Allowing I can't I can't think it. of anything either. I don't know what their holdup was. It just seemed to be like they did. They weren't taught how to share properly. And so that it was kind of coming to fruition. And I would, it wasn't a 50-50 split. I would, I would love to say that it was just like personal preference, but it seemed to be that the large majority of people did not want to share their tweezers or their nail clippers. And hopefully, you know, some of the listeners have, they have something to say about it and can let me know. But I, you know me well enough to know, and if you listen to this podcast ever, that like logic always prevails in my life and the logic is just not there. That's what I don't understand about it, and I can't get over it. I wish we could do a, a survey of, you know, like 50 non-nail clipper users and, and 50 nail clipper users and just see how possessive, you know, that the nail clipper users are as opposed to the non-nail clipper users. Yeah, possessive is a good way to – a good way to look at it. So the – the other day I went to, uh, I was going to lunch with a friend of mine and we didn't have a preference on food per se. Like I didn't want like a specific kind of food. I just wanted to go to a restaurant I really haven't been before. And so I was looking up Asian food near me and we found this place and I was like, would you, you want to go here? It's like close, you know, we can go there. It seems like relatively moderate, moderate price. And let's go there. So I said, some people in my office said it's good. Then he proceeds to say, it, or I, okay, I'm sorry, let me back up. So I said, are you opposed to Asian food? And he said, no. And I said, let's go to this place. I don't even remember the name of it. And he said, I am opposed to two and a half stars on Yelp. And I said, you're one of those people. You're a Yelp reviewer. And he said, I'm not, but I do trust that 157 people have said it's not their favorite place to eat. And that set me off because I don't read reviews. I, I might look at stars. I might. But even still, like I want to go be the one to rate it in my own life. I don't trust people enough to 
write accurate Yelp reviews. And like everything is, is subjective, everything. I'll tell you right now, I wrote a Yelp review for my apartment complex because they said it would give me a discount. So like, how can I trust what the Yelp reviews are for a place when I know that you can do it for incentives, first of all. And secondly, as I can't remember the character's name, but the old guy in Batman says so elegantly, some people just want to watch the world burn and they're always going to have something negative to say about a place. And I just don't get Yelp reviewers. I don't like who has the time to sit down and write Yelp reviews. And what are you trying to accomplish by that? Like if you hate something so bad that you hope other people don't go there, like, first of all, you need to dedicate your time to something different. Just tell your friends about it. And like, that's it. You don't need to save like people that you don't know from this place. Secondly, there's always positive ones too. Like as many negative as ones as there are, there's always positive ones. So like, which ones are we supposed to believe? I don't understand Yelp reviews at all and why people even take the time to do it. Do you use Yelp? I don't use Yelp, but I, I mean, I, I disagree with you completely because I'm, first of all, I'm a Rotten Tomatoes guy. Um, you know, Yelp, if I'm, if I'm looking for restaurants, I absolutely use the stars, but I also am smart about how I use the stars. So if it's two and a half stars and three people have reviewed it or one person's reviewed it, and then obviously you know, someone just had a bad experience there. But if you got 157 and two and a half stars, that means, I mean, essentially half the people liked that thing and had, and had a good experience, really less than half, honestly. Um, so I can't, I, I would have to go by that. There's a formula. It's not really even unspoken. It's, you know, number of people to how many stars there are, and you got to go with, that what the people say because yes there are people that want to watch the world burn and that's alfred pennyworth by the way um i think it's pennyworth you know i got pennywise in my mind it too is coming out anyway there is a there is an unspoken thing that you got to go by the stars and not all people are out to get a restaurant they really honestly most people take to yelp or these rating sites because they're so angry and that's the only way they can actually hurt the company um, so I, I almost trust that more than anything. So, I mean, you brought up a different point. Wait, let me back up. Is Rotten, I thought Rotten Tomatoes is only for movies. Is it for it like is movies. everything? It okay. is movies. I just meant I trust, I trust the system. Okay. Um, so you brought up a different point that like in general, re- people that are reviewers, whether it's Yelp or Google or whatever it is, they, most people aren't getting on there to write something good. In, no, like, I, that's not what people do. And like, you, you don't call Verizon and tell them that your phone is working great. You only call them when it's terrible. So I don't, that's why I don't, I can't trust reviews. I just can't. Like you don't get on there to say good things about them. Is that, am I crazy for that? No, I think unfortunately, uh, and this isn't, this isn't this type of podcast, but unfortunately I think people go somewhere because they're more angry about something than something equally as positive happening on the other end. I mean, it almost has to be twice as positive as negative for someone to go on and, and say something nice. So I feel like if you, if there are bad reviews on there, it's because, I mean, if there are reviews on there in general, it's, they're probably more bad than good. Yeah. And other people, like some people in my life, if they're buying something on Amazon or maybe even eBay, whatever you buy things online, there's always reviews and they read those. And like, I don't understand who is writing those reviews. 
I've, I don't know anybody in my life that's written an Amazon review. I could, I, unless it's like some secret society that I don't, I'm not ever been asked to be a part of, but I don't look at any of that stuff. I might, like I said, I might look at the stars. I might. And that, even if it had like two stars, I'd be like, eh, but I could probably make it work. I think on average, you're going to win out. I think that most things that are being sold are being sold for a reason. If you're in business, somebody likes it. Somebody is, is buying it and enjoys it. So I trust, I tend to trust those people. I would say in most parts of my life, I'm considered a pessimist or a realist, but when it comes to like buying things and like trusting products and consumer things, I'm more of an optimist. What do you, what do you, where do you think you fall in that? I, I definitely fall. I mean, if, if, if those are the words we're using, I definitely fall as a pessimist. I got to read every little thing mostly because, and you're going to, I mean, you, you probably don't think this way, but I, I feel like a lot of things on the internet are scams and I've, uh, I have been a part of a scam. Um, I can't. Uh, oh, I can tell you the story. Somebody said that they were going to buy my TV, right? I was selling this TV for like 80 bucks. It was a 32 inch TV, whatever. I was selling the thing for 80 bucks. Um, college story, probably just because I needed money for food. You were there. Not probably. You, know? you definitely did. Yeah, but the viewers, the listeners don't know that. So anyway, I was selling this TV for 80 bucks. And somebody said, hey, I'm in Michigan, but I'm moving to, like, Texas or something. And they're like, if you could send this thing to Texas, you know, I'll pay extra for what it's worth. And on top of that, I'll pay extra. And I was like, you know what? That makes sense, right? They're going to pay extra. Uh, they're going to pay for the shipping, too, because it that just made sense to me. They, you know, they were like, hey, here's $500 check. You know, cash it when it gets in. You'll see that it's legit. And in my mind, I'm like, you know what? If I can cash this thing then obviously it's legit. I didn't know that checks, when they go in, you know, obviously they don't cash right away, but they accept them right away. So I almost shit my TV. And let, until I looked up that it was a scam, because I'm a pessimist, but I almost shipped this TV all the way to Texas um, because I thought this person was actually giving me $500. Yeah, well, if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, Nate, that makes so much sense. I understand why you're a pessimist. You're missing the point of that story. And the point is that story wasn't even remotely <laughs> like not even remotely could it be true. So if you're thinking that you have any sort of sympathy for Nate in that circumstance, you're you're insane. You're yep. you're Nate. That's what the problem is. But I was circling the answer, and that is that reviews sometimes help you. I knew it was a scam because I went and looked and those people are writing reviews. They're like, Oh, this is a scam or this happened to me. And so sometimes those reviews are good. Now I will say on the other end of it, if you go to some websites, you know, that it says they're say they're one star, like they got one star and there's like 50 reviews, right? You can go to some websites and it's like the first three or first five reviews are all five stars. And they're like, this is great service because you know, those websites can like put those towards the top. So <laughs> if we're, if we're really just looking at an analysis of the reviews, uh, that's another one to look out for. Um, and I'm an expert. So if anybody needs some help, just go ahead and reach out to me. Obviously I've avoided a scammer too. So I just think what this conversation has told us is that reviewing or reading reviews it's kind of a wash. Like it's so, it's so subjective and there's like so many ways to get good reviews and bad reviews on there that you just have to go find out for yourself. That's just what it comes down to is that 
buy the Amazon product. You're going to have to just find out for yourself. Amazon will take it back. If the food's nasty at that place, tell them you don't like it and they'll probably won't make you pay for it. You know, they'll make it up to you and give you something else. So I think that what it comes down to, at least in my mind, is that we have to try things on our own. I, I do agree to an extent. And I it's just stuck in my mind because, you know, at a business that's got two and a half stars, they're probably not the type of business that's going to be like, you know, it's bad food. It's on us. It's probably going to be just a bad place all around. So I do agree on being on the safe side and not spending money. But I, I, I agree as a whole that it's probably a wash and you should find out for yourself. Well, I guess next week you guys will have to stay tuned. Um, I'm going to have to try it now. And I wasn't actually thinking that. I wasn't considering it. But I do think that now that we've talked about it enough, I'm going to have to try it. And I'm, I'm probably going to go alone. I don't want anybody clouding my judgment. I want to sit down. I want to enjoy the food myself. And it's Asian food. And I love Asian food. And my standard is very low. So I think that I'm going to enjoy it. And I'll, I will let you guys know. I'll make it. I'll make it a prerogative of mine for this upcoming week to go try that place. Maybe they'll endorse us. Maybe. Yeah, you know, they got 157 people that they need to satisfy. So Eventually, Probably. we are going to get endorsed um, by any of the chains that we discuss. Yeah, I think that probably not. But, you know, but also maybe probably. That's a good point. So the last thing that I have written down, I feel like I'm really carrying the load here. Um, but you know, who's surprised about that? Uh, I saw a guy today, there's the new age umbrellas. Um, and I, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we're kind of reinventing the wheel here that doesn't need to be fixed. Uh, and also I'm, I'm aware that I say the word umbrella different than some people do. Nate, say umbrella. I say umbrella. So if you didn't notice what he said was umbrella, which is emphasis on the Ella part. I say umbrella, which is the emphasis on the um, and I don't know how that got mixed up, but it's a cultural thing. And uh, you're probably going to say umbrella for like the next two minutes to try to figure out how you say it. Uh, so you're welcome. But I saw a guy with the new backwards umbrella. Have you seen this, Nate? I have not seen the backwards umbrella. I may not be describing it very well. Like you may have seen it and I'm just not just saying it. So, you know, like when it's, you have an umbrella and then it's really windy outside, it can like fold up. And yep. then it's basically broken. So they just make them like that now. Like you just, it just, it's already up. Like the wind blew it up. And then when you want to open it, you pull it down and then it, you know, it drapes over you. So I think that it was probably a ploy to like, just avoid it breaking by going up like that. And if, if you could see me, my hands are making an up motion. Uh, I think that it was, it was a, it was an attempt to, make sure that umbrellas aren't breaking like that. But also like how many people are experiencing broken umbrellas? Like not that many, you know? And like what we should do is find a way to not lose your umbrella. Cause that's really how people buy new ones is that they lose them. I probably, I, I don't know that I've ever bought an umbrella in my life, to be honest. It seems like one of those things that you just find or you get, somebody gives you one, but it's like, really, that's what we're doing. We're losing them. We're not breaking them. Am I right? I mean, I, I can't begin to picture – I mean, I get I get the concept that you're saying that it starts up and comes down, but I just can't really picture why it starts up in the first place. Well, I think, um, I think I'm right that, like, 
because it's not more efficient to carry. It's not uh, the guy. Oh, definitely I, not. The guy that was carrying one today, like it's it's like thicker than one that folds all the way down and then you like roll it up. It's thicker than that, so it's not more efficient. I think it's just so that you don't break it when it flies up like that, and you like usually one of the little like arms of it breaks off. So I think it's just an attempt to avoid that. But I just I feel like they fixed a problem that what that didn't exist. There wasn't an actual problem. Yeah, I think that a lot of people are doing that nowadays. I think that you know, and, and this is me. I have a very inventive mind. Obviously, I, quick plug before you can go look this up because i think they finally created it but like 10 years ago i said that they should create these little finger gloves and attach them to you know dorito bags or cheeto bags and i would have made a killing off of that i feel like you know give me like give me like one cent for everyone that you tag on to something okay and this is my idea so please nobody take it mccarty you know you think that's a good idea i don't i disagree wholeheartedly i've heard that idea before uh Nate's talked about it a lot. Of course, Nate didn't do anything about it, which is why it exists now and he didn't get credit. But it's like, who doesn't like licking their fingers after eating Doritos or Cheetos? Like, who's who's missing out on that? We can do that. We can do that in high school. Maybe even in college we can get away with that. But when we're businessmen, when we have, you know, picture you got a white shirt on, but all you want is some Cheetos. But you're in a meeting, you know, maybe you're just like in and out of a meeting. You have those gloves on. You pop those things on. It doesn't even touch your fingers. You just... Toss them off when you're done and you're good to go. Yeah, but you're saying as a business person, let's say you're 30, you're eating Cheetos in a business meeting? That's what you think? You absolutely should be. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I got ridiculed uh, for saying that in my top 10 list of best snacks to ever grace the human race, number 10 was applesauce in the little pouches. And I just, you would have think that I brought back world war ii or something i mean it's just it was unbelievable the the feedback that i got the negative feedback that i got and now nate is here saying on record 30 year old men should be eating cheetos in business meetings i'm not saying they should be but i'm saying if you want cheetos in your business man go get you cheetos i just don't know that anybody's eating cheetos anymore i don't remember last time i even saw a cheeto go grab a bag of flaming hot cheetos and tell me that they're not they won't be in your top 10 well, they definitely used to be. If you'd have asked me when I was like 16, they definitely would have been. What were we talking about? I don't know. What was the question? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, the other thing that I had is the, the last week's episode, I talked about this long laundry list of podcast ideas that I have written down on my phone. And uh, long story short, it doesn't matter. I had to switch phones because I'm moving jobs. And uh, my job, my my original phone was owned by the company I worked for, and now moving to a different one. It doesn't matter, but I lost the list. And the only one that I can remember on that list was pogo sticks. And I don't even know what the context of pogo sticks was. It's all that's the two words that were written: pogo and stick. So one day we will talk about it. I just don't know what it was supposed to be about, and I feel bad. And uh, I should have done better about keeping the list alive, but I didn't. So the list has started over. I just feel like I needed to let our audience know. You should let our audience know what kind of phone that you just got. Oh, uh, yeah, I will. Um, so it's a brand that is very known, but is only known because they basically started the cell phone companies or like, or the cell phone fad. And, uh, we all used to have them. 
their first real big hit when it comes to phones was the Razer. And I was asking Nate earlier if he knew which brand I was talking about. It took him a long time to get it, but Motorola is the brand. And I don't, I'll probably be the only one in the world that owns a Motorola and I'm fine with that. I got it for one reason and one reason only. And that's because it was the cheapest option of the phones that were offered. And I like cheap and I believe personally, Nate disagrees. I personally believe that a smartphone is a smartphone. We, we, all the companies are making in the same way now. I know that Apple, people claim that it's better. Samsung's are very good. I've had one for the last like four years of my life. But when it comes to just like big touchscreen phones, I'm pretty confident that they're all relatively the same. So I, I, I'm not mad about my decision. I think I made a very good decision for my life circumstances and I'm going to go with it. I'm fine with it. I just think that there's a reason that these these companies are where they are. And you're, you're going from a Samsung. I think it makes sense if you're going from like a, I, I can't even name another phone brand. Nokia. Um, Nokia. If you're going from like Nokia to, you know, Motorola, it's like, uh, you know, okay, that, you know, that kind of makes sense. But you're going from like one of the top two. So it, it just kind of, it kind of feels like a downgrade. I do see where you're coming from and I appreciate people who get cheap phones. But to say that they're going to be close to similar, I would just have to disagree. Well, we're going to find out. I haven't actually gotten the new phone yet. It's in the mail. Um, I have to sign for it, which don't know why FedEx cares. Not their problem. Uh, also, we work during the day. So how are we supposed to sign for it? Uh, FedEx, if you could let me know, that would be great. Because um, I don't know how I'm going to sign for it. Because it's supposed to get here between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m., which is the exact times that I'm not here. Um, so somebody can tell me what they do in that circumstance. I'm probably going to leave a note on the door and hope that that works. Uh, but that's all I, uh, that's all I have today. Nate. I was just saying maybe they'll endorse us after that. Yeah. He's really worried about this whole endorsing. Thing. I don't even think that's the right word. I think sponsor is the better word. Um, but either way, it's not going to happen. So, um, that's all I have. Nate, do you have anything else to say? I, you know, and, and what it is, is, uh, uh, I got nothing. Well, that was a Michael Scott moment. He started that sentence and didn't have anywhere that he wanted to go. Nate is not saying it because he's being shy, but uh, he's really upset with you guys because the last two weeks when he wasn't here, which is his choice, we would also like to establish that, that we had pretty good listenership. We did. Our numbers were up, um, and he feels bad. And he didn't want to say that, but I'm saying it. Guys, I will be better. I am working on being funny. I am practicing being funny. All right. He does it. He practices it in the mirror. Sometimes he calls me and says, Do you think this is funny? And I always say, No. That's usually oh, how that goes. You're the humorous one in this relationship. That's right. So, to remind you guys, we do this every Thursday. Um, we put out new episodes once a week. This is the first of all podcasts. I'm Nate. I'm <laughs> I'm, <laughs> McCart- I'm McCarty. That was Nate that just laughed. And also a reminder, we will actually be in the same vicinity uh, at the end of September or at the end of August. During oh, actually get to record a show uh, together, which is really exciting for both of us. So look forward to that. Uh, until then, you will be hearing for, uh, from us once a week. Uh, Thank you guys for joining. We love you. Bye.